Welcome to A Bit of Board Games, a casual podcast documenting the many failures and hopefully successes of Bitwaffle Games as we learn the ins and outs of board game design and self-publishing. Join us on this journey as we talk about a bit of life, a bit of design, and a bit of board games. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode, and specifically episode three of A Bit of Board Games. It is March 7th, 2022, and Baby Watch is still ongoing. Um, <laughs> there have been signs that we really thought he was going to come this past weekend, uh, and he didn't. So, uh, still just waiting. We're like, dude, let's go. Stop teasing us. Let's just Let's just get on with this, dude. Are there things you can do to help you know, spur little baby along. I mean, yeah. And there's, there's a lot of myths like, Oh, eat spicy food and, uh, go on walks. However, it's like 12 degrees this morning and we got three inches of snow last night. <laughs> it makes it a little so, bit more difficult. I'm not going to go on a walk like we could, but then we have to, if we bring our daughter on the walk, having a stroller on like snowy, icy sidewalks is super annoying. So <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Hmm. Speaking of which, um, pretty tired of the winter at this point. I mean, I love Colorado for all it has to offer, but man, winters here are just are just so long. Can we agree on that? Yeah, dude, it was like it was seventy degrees like three days ago. It was great. It was really great. We played some volleyball with the fam. Nice. It was a good time. I can't wait to go fishing. Honestly, I just I want to get back up, do some do some river fishing. Um, been loving that the past couple of years but you just it's just so unmotivated to go up into the <laughs> mountains when it's already so cold outside you know yeah but, yeah i but anyway I, we were like i was wearing shorts when it was like 70 i went to work wearing shorts like three days in a row and then i like wore them again and the next day and it was like 40 and i'm like oh maybe i i just like part of me just i really wanted to be able to wear them and i yeah. wanted it to be warm Right, but, you like will it into existence. Right, I'm like yeah. it's warm. Then the next day was like twenty, and then snowing, and then today was twelve. And but don't worry, by Gosh. the weekend it's gonna be like fifty and sixty again. So it is Colorado, so we do have that going for us. You never know what you're gonna get <laughs> week by week, day by day. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Granted, I think this is still better than like you know the times where I've lived in like Midwest area or even like East Coast. The East Coast not as bad, but like Midwest where it's just like gray for like mm-hmm. months and cold yeah you never see the sun oh my goodness dude we were we were visiting um my wife's family in the chicago area like shortly after christmas and i think it was gray the whole time and like three of the days we were there it was like freezing rain and so like we're cooped up in the house with my with my daughter who is a toddler and just like wants to go do stuff and play (laughs) and like (laughs) when we're just cooped up like that like she it's just it's not it's not good for anyone because then she's yeah. getting all like she wants to be outside and get fresh air like we we can't go and do activities and things like that so she's getting stir crazy which means you're getting super stir crazy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so it's just yeah I'm, I'm glad we're here in colorado where it's like it can be really really nice weather sporadically even though it just feels like a tease sometimes so oh, i feel yeah i feel yeah i mean man i i'm i'm excited for spring but but what we do have going for us is that we have something we could be working on while it's still cold outside. That's right. 
being indoors makes us, you know, work on other things. So specifically now working on this game that we Yeah, are we doing a little are we, are we doing a little reveal today? Is that what we're doing? Say a general reveal. There's no like yeah. we we just we still we don't want to talk about the title for the game because that might that could definitely change. It's a working title right now. It, but I think we could talk about the the general story, which we kind of touched on a little bit, like with the artificers and stuff last time. So we'll, we'll hit like what this story is about, and then the gameplay summary, and then talk a little bit about kind of you know the phase that we're in in now working on the game uh, and stuff like that. So. Um, I'll I'll just Definitely. go over the story summary real quick okay. here. Um, so we mentioned last time kind of about the artificers and it's kind of a fantasy themed game. So story, you're playing as a member of the artifice clan and each of the players is a member of the clan that has, has come of age uh, in their apprenticeship. And they're going through these, these trials um, of like to craft different blueprints and stuff to become a full fledged, artificer uh and that is done by take it away trevor you want me to go through the gameplay sort of stuff <laughs> yeah go yeah. ahead and... absolutely so the players and i, I don't know if we have a, a number of players that we're going to have i think we're thinking somewhere from like two to six right now is that probably accurate yeah somewhere in there so something that's kind of what we're shooting for so these players are going to choose from these blueprints uh they're going to be cards that are uh, that they're going to craft from three different categories. And we'll get more into depth of what those categories are um, as we get further along. But they're going to have to forge these blueprints from each of these different categories. And they can focus in more on one uh, uh, as opposed to all of them and, and kind of play the style that they want. But they're going to have to reach a certain point threshold in order to graduate from their apprenticeship and become kind of like what you're talking about, this full-fledged artificer. Um, so some of these items are going to have multiple tiers, which is something we're talking about, and that it will require that they have more uh, resources in order to actually build them. But by doing that uh, and going for the higher tiers, it could potentially offer more points um, if crafted at that higher tier. Um, other blueprints are going to require maybe fewer resources to craft, but will then obviously reward fewer points. And so um, that's kind of the main main sort of story and playthrough. the end game is triggered when the player reaches a certain uh, point threshold and has crafted at least one of each type of these blueprints that we're talking about and so that's that's kind of the general direction anything in there that i'm missing did you talk about the shade cores no i didn't i didn't talk about any of the no, items no specifics used. okay yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go into that Okay. I mean, shade cores. What? What is that? I don't. What's a shade <laughs> core, Stephen? Um, never heard of that before. Anyway, um, yeah, I think the goal of the game, the goal of the with this is, like we said, to be kind of like a fun, engaging game, um, and we want it to play in what, like thirty to forty-five minutes or something. Yeah, we don't want it to be super long. So we're trying to, and that's another thing is as we're working through this, we're trying to, you know plan for a shorter to mid length game but it's hard yeah. to do when you haven't gone through the whole process <laughs> but yeah anyway keep going yeah we don't know how long the game's going to be when we don't have a game built right yet right um, exactly <laughs> you're reading my mind yeah <laughs> um and yeah i think kind of what we're, we're hoping for people to have a like a kind of a sense of of uh, thrill when they like accomplish the task and get their uh, complete their blueprints and start earning those points but also have that sense of tension 
of like, you know, which, which cards do you want to go for? Like, which ones are your opponents going to be interested in? Um, cause we're, we're, we're planning on these blueprint cards to have uh, abilities that you can then use once crafted as well, which could affect the gameplay, you know? So the three categories that we're kind of focusing on at the moment, again, disclaimer right now, anything we say can, and most definitely will be changed at some point. <laughs> um, as almost a guarantee. <laughs> However, at the moment, we've got and a lot of the stuff probably won't won't change the the broad the the general things probably won't change. Um, yep. But we've got three categories of blueprints, and that is, and and trying to think like story wise, you know, like what kind of items would these artificers be creating? And so, there the three categories are defensive blueprints, combat blueprints, and utility blueprints. So combat ones will be like obviously weapons and things like that uh in terms of how they're actually gonna be used in this game when you create them these combat items might give you some abilities that could then um damage or affect your opponent's items and your opponent's blueprints not in ways that's going to be like oh i just created this blueprint and now it's just gone entirely like that doesn't feel fun but it might degrade the quality slightly or affect the overall points that they have for that um, or just slow the player down in general, right? If they're yeah. if they're ahead, you could have. I mean, because this isn't a co-op game, you can pick and choose kind of who you want to defend from or go against, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and then also being able to counter that stuff too. So then we'll have defensive blueprints. So if you're that's more your style, um, you can then have these blueprints that maybe it's a shield, like the ability gives you some kind of shielding effect that then blocks an attack or other things. We're working on a lot of different kind of more in-depth ones. I'm just covering yeah. kind of these are like the basic abilities you can have combat would be kind of focused on other players defense is helping yourself and then the utility ones will kind of be other kind of random things um so we, we made mention of the shade cores earlier which are like the main like power source that that powers the item like the forge to be able to craft these items these cores you actually have to to fill them um as an, an option for one of your actions in your turn, you have to bring like the empty core, the shell, which, okay, let's back up a second. So on your players are going to have a resource, whether that's gold or some kind of currency in a sense that they're like allocated for these categories, um, you know, by their, uh, the full, the master artificers or, or something to then, mm -hmm. you know, right. to accomplish these tasks and create these blueprints. So players are going to choose, you know, if they want to, how they want to spend their gold, whether that's on blueprints themselves, on uh, hypothetical item cards that may or may not exist in the game um, that have other abilities, and then also to buy these like empty cores, which then you have to use these empty cores to fill them with the shade, the shade light energy, which is the main source of energy that's that was harnessed through this forge. I realize we didn't touch on all that story stuff, but that'll be later. So there's a certain energy source that you have to then fill these cores with, and that's going to have that kind of element of chance where you have to roll a die and to see like, you know, how successful you are, if you're successful at filling your core or if it fails and blows up in your face or if like, hey, like that was a crazy successful one and maybe I filled two cores with one. Mm -hmm. Things like that. And then there'll be items that affect... Um, that you can like affect that randomness. So like one of the utility items may be like a certain item that allows you to reroll your your die or something to that effect. So anyway, utility yeah, improve the RNG aspect. Yeah, so utility may be something right. that like gives you more gold passively on your turns. It could be 
general things that are going to help you on your turns in the future. Um, so that's kind of the general thing with the abilities of each of the classes, each of the categories um, that you're kind of working towards blueprints in. Um, and again, you'll have to complete at least, at least one blueprint in each category. Um, mm -hmm. But you could focus like, hey, I want more utility so that you can then, you know, make your turn more valuable in the future or something. So you can like do more in later turns, something like that. Right. Um, and we're kind of going in a direction that every game is going to feel different based on the blueprints that you potentially draw or pick from based on the characters that you choose to play as that maybe give different enhancements or different, um, you know, uh, opportunities for maybe crafting a certain type of blueprint easier. Yeah. Um, you know, that we're adding in, a, you know, a couple RNG aspects. We want to be a little cautious with how much RNG is in the game because we want the player identity to feel good and not, not completely up to chance. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think I think we're we're riding that line pretty pretty well at this point. I think a lot of this is going to come down to actually getting these these items and getting these blueprints uh, specifically in our hands so that we can start working through how it feels. How long is this game actually going to take based on what what one full turn entails and, right. and um, all of that is something that Steven and I keep talking about, you know, yeah. even today at you know leading up to the podcast we were talking about some aspects of you know, how would it feel to, to do this? And how long do you think it'll take to complete this action? And I don't know. We haven't it, done it. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we haven't done it. So we, we, we simply, I, I think, kind of the next step for us at this point is to just start developing. And we already have. Um, and we can talk about this a little bit, uh, some blueprints specifically, so that we can start getting them in our hands and start playtesting with that. Um, I think it's potentially a next step for us as we're going forward. Yeah, so we are presently... Moving on into the prototyping phase of this game. Um, Very exciting. Yeah, so we we've got specifics. We detail or we listed out kind of in detail um, the specific types of components. So like blueprints are going to be cards, and thinking through how many we want of those. Um, some of these, like the shade cores and like your currency gold, are going to be like punch out tokens, um, things like that. So then thinking through, you know, we, we've we have all these hypothetical things that we're like. I think it would be like this and I think this would be good. But now that we're actually planning out how to actually physically create this stuff and then we can get it in our hands and actually start, start play testing it to see what is fun. And you know, if the whole game is actually good <laughs> and if we want to keep, you know, obviously we're going to keep tweaking the game and keep, uh, make, like, keep working towards it to, to get to a place where it is fun. But we want to make sure like the actual like core of the game is fun before we start adding all these extra you know, item cards or other, you know, things elements that, elements that, that manipulate yeah. the gameplay. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I think we're, we, we just kind of planned out right before. So in general, when we're recording podcasts, we meet Trevor and I like talk for like at least an hour beforehand, just on some planning and detailing, like working on the game itself. Um, and so that's kind of what we do right before recording so that it's kind of fresh in our minds. And then we, you know, like, hey, this is what we were working on today. So we're focusing on the actual prototyping next. Um, and, and so I think for, for me, I, I wanted to just touch, like, I, I've done some prototypes for other games, game ideas that I've had in the past. So yeah. in case people were curious, you know, how I, like, actually create the components, if you're like, what should I do next? You know, for 
a lot of these things it's like I, the first prototype is going to be very basic and not pretty at all um it's just like i've got some cardstock that i use and then i i figure out kind of in my head or like look up what size cards we want to use like what our standard standard sizes for that so that when i'm actually creating which i had no idea about by the way i didn't i, <laughs> I thought that cards were cards i didn't realize you had like 30 different options there's but, there's yeah. a lot and you can always yeah. do like custom sizes too like if that is what your game needs it might cost a little bit more but like to do custom sizes you know is definitely possible but there's some pretty standard sizes for cards for you know punch out tokens and like for you know dice and things like that and so you don't necessarily have to have that when you're creating your first prototype. I just visually like having kind of the, the final at least size. So I get an idea of like what kind of information and how much information I can fit on there in a way that's not going to be like convoluted or anything like that. Right. Um, so yeah, I think starting out like any kind of paper card stock is definitely better. It has a little bit heavier feel. Um, you can have cardstock cut out those sizes of cards, um, or just choose a size and be like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do for my prototype. Just get out the, the number of cards you need. And then you can just draw on with like pencil, kind of write the information. You don't need like artwork. You don't need, you know, icons and things like that. I think it, for the initial prototype, you want just like to draw on it with like a pencil so that you can erase stuff and change things. Um, whether that's the, you know, for example, for ours, we'll need like the amount of gold it costs to buy the blueprint will need the amount of points you get for completing it. And then like what the ability is. So I think right. for the prototype, we'll just kind of fill in information. And then that way, as we're actually testing, and if it's not fun or something needs to be tweaked, we can just erase it and then, you know, write the new value and try it that way. Right. Um, it's truly function over fashion at this point, right? Exactly. Yeah. The, the key is just getting something tangible to play and test. Like you right. can have an idea and just, tweak the idea, you know, to whatever end <laughs> and, you know, on, on paper, you know, so many times, but you'll never actually know if it's fun or how it feels until you physically get it, like get it out there. Um, so yeah, you'll, you'll need to just, just, you just need to just test it. Um, and the other thing is, is just balance in general, right? It, so you're, you're talking about, you know, maybe needing to, tweak numbers and things because you want it to feel good. You want what the, the amount of effort you put into crafting something or building something or buying something to feel like what you did was worth it. And so that whole balance aspect, just like in a video game, people talk about how this character is overtuned or underbalanced, you know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a very same similar principle in, in board games too. You don't want anything that you're doing to feel like was time wasted based on what your objective is. If it's something that's uh, you know, maybe cost less, maybe the reward is going to be less. You want it, you want to, you want it to kind of make sense in a player's mind as they're uh, trying to plan out what their next step is in the, in the, in the game. So. Yeah. And we don't want any blueprints to be ones that people are like, Oh, that one again. I don't want to do that one. Right. We want them all to have some kind of function that has value. So like that way, if when there's like a certain number of blueprints available to purchase, we, we want them all to be viable options that people actually might be interested in. Um, exactly yeah so and then in, in for prototyping once you have all that stuff just you need to either you can even just play it by yourself like just play all the people just to see how if, if everything works well it's mm -hmm. definitely recommend playing with another person because then you can get the back and forth feedback like like trevor and i've talked about before um and then and then as you go like once you have like some pretty solid ground on what you're where you're doing there i do like to create a more detailed prototype 
you know, I might go into like Illustrator or something and create like a, a template for that card and have kind of more polished icons and things. Cause then it just starts feeling better as you get further in the process. Um, and I have a 3d printer too. So like printing tokens and things like that is, is way more fun having that kind of tactile feel, but definitely not needed. Just things that I like using. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And so, uh, pending baby arrival, had we said his name yet, by the way, are we saying his name on the podcast? Uh, I don't know if we've said names of, of our kids. I mean, that's the thing. It's fine. Um, Henry, Henry, his King name. Henry. <laughs> um, yeah. So my, my daughter is CC and then my, my son, when he's born, uh, will be Henry. Little Henry. Okay. So pending Henry's arrival, King Henry's arrival, <laughs> um, we, Steven and I are planning over this next week to connect in person. And a lot of the stuff we've been doing, by the way, is virtual. We're, you know, we've been talking over discord, a lot of this stuff to, um, it's just easier to plan as we're, as we're going through stuff and documenting uh, but, on Google docs. Right. It's, exactly. You, you definitely want to keep track of kind of what you're talking about and things, even basic ideas we've found you don't want to lose sight of because even just a week going by, you come back and go, Oh man, I forgot that whole <laughs> mechanic that we talked about last week. And you have to take extra time to reflesh that out. But, yeah. um, but anyway, so we're, we're planning on, uh, again, unless uh, King Henry arrives here soon. Um, and even if he does, we'll, we'll, we'll try to still make something happen. But we're going to plan yeah. to get together in person to um, start actually making some of these cards and play testing with each other so that um, it's not going to be a true play test. We're going to have very basic function. Uh, some of the, the main mechanics, we're leaving out a lot of things. But we, we want to get a, a beginner feel towards the game so that as we're adding elements, we have kind of a baseline um, to, to be working from. Yeah. And you know, another, another piece of, uh, I don't know, advice, something like that. I don't know if it's really advice. Um, something that's helpful when you're working on a game, it's, it don't feel like it's a bad thing to work on multiple games at once because you might come up with a solution in like another game that'd be like that triggers then an idea you have for this one. Or also while you're working on stuff, playing other board games, and you're even just, you know, watching, just just thinking about life as you're going through it, like in different ways, like, oh, like, how could I make a game about people getting on a public transportation and getting off of the right stuff? I don't know. Um, just like thinking through. Are you hinting at a next game? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> um, but I, what I'm trying to say is just like you don't need to just be thinking and planning your game in like a dedicated session of planning your game. You know, you should be thinking about just different things in life in that way. Cause that might, you never know what might trigger like, Oh, like that could be a, a good way to do this mechanic or this, um, this theme or whatever like that. Like it, it, who knows like what, where inspirational strike. That's coming from the creative part of this, of this team. <laughs> because <laughs> i would have never never had a tip like that but i i think that's i i think that is uh very wise for sure yeah i am i'm known for being wise so i know at least i know myself for for being wise yeah i, I think i'm i'm what known for being really strong and handsome i think that's just what i've heard but you no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> dang it steven <laughs> I mean, sorry, I was I was talking to uh, some some someone else, something else entirely. <laughs> yeah, Trevor, super, super handsome and strong and 
For sure. Since since we're on this trajectory, do we have anything else that we we wanted to go over before we kind of headed out? Um. Nah. Well, I think that's probably about it for this episode here. Uh, again, if you want to reach out to us, guys, go to bitwafflegames.com, and there's a contact form there, which, by the way, Trevor has been abusing that contact form and messing with me constantly. I don't know what you're talking about. I think Obi-Wan Kenobi actually was reaching out to <laughs> yeah, you and, 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 angry and mother the and... Waffle Police. Oh, my and, yeah. gosh. Anyway, if you have any real... Uh, <laughs> questions or anything like that feel free to send a, a message in that contact form at bitwafflegames.com um and as we have you know we'll probably take some photos of of our prototype even just like the the really ugly like first one yeah just to absolutely. you know we'll throw those on our on our socials which again they're all at bitwaffle bit Good grief i always have freaking issues <laughs> saying these names <laughs> at bitwaffle games um We'll we'll try to throw up some photos on there every once in a while of the the steps we're working on or the yeah. you know show some of the, the prototypes like that. that you were you were talking about with yeah. you know just the even the basic numbers that you were describing you know it doesn't have to be pretty but you know just kind of first function sort of things yeah so yeah feel free to go follow on on those we're not going to be doing like social media a ton but I figure if I have any photos I'll I'll post stuff like that or any anything worthwhile <clears throat> yeah definitely will. We'll share some of that. So, all right, guys. Yeah. Well, thanks again for being here and we'll see you next week unless baby comes and then we'll see you as soon as we can. Fingers crossed for King Henry. Yep. Yeah. We'll see you guys. <laughs> Bye.